Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers, and welcome to episode number 62 of the Next Level Authors Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author businesses. My name is Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every week is... Sasha Black. Sup, Sasha? How's it going? Yeah, not bad. Do you know, I'm just checking. Oh, no, it's fine. I just wanted to make sure that it was the right mic because I have had some weird recording things or it's not recorded the right mic. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's all right. My week. How was my week? It's a weird week. It's half term. Um, So we've sort of been here. Welcome to the Weird Week podcast. Yeah, I know. Surely every week is weird. This week's been weird. Uh, I think I think that's yeah. just like that's just self-employed life. Is like there's no there's we no need stability. t-shirts. There's no, <laughs> we need what, t-shirts. What say. a weird week. Yeah, and I'm a next level author. I'm always having weird weeks. I'm making um, a note of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag weird week. Um, you know it has though because it's not been. Do you know, it's so, it's so true, what is a normal week? I literally don't know what a normal week is. Yes, um, this is the only normality in my week. <laughs> right? The stop point in our weeks. Um, I don't even know, really. I just, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> like I'm, I've hardly seen you. I know. So I think I know. I've had a little boy to look after and the deadline to be hitting. I know I've had Atlas on and off my mum's had him a bit this week I've had him a bit this week I'm going back to collect him today um I have done so I have I'm going to show I'm going to explain for podcast listeners and show YouTube listeners so here's my whiteboard and um as you can see it's obscene it's basically a, a very large whiteboard full of things that need doing and um so this week i've managed to cross off one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen things and that's what i've crossed off and the majority is still not crossed off and um i've got a couple of things i'm really good at this and it's it's really bad what i'm really good at is not doing the really important thing Mm -hmm. it's like my best skill I'm like so good at avoiding avoiding the really important thing that I need to do and I really need to send some fucking emails oh guess what Sasha hates emails so she's avoiding them um yeah so I have to send some really key emails this weekend I have to do it uh so that's I'm, I'm gonna like try and not work this weekend apart from those emails and um I just have to finish off a bit of freelance for Monday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been a fine week. I got to see Cruella. I've heard very uh, good things about it. Oh, uh, it is. Look, I'm sure there are going to be people who complain about it, but it was so fun. And it was a masterclass in villainy. Oh, okay, right. So we're going to stop. We're not going to talk about you just yet because I'm going to tell you why it was a masterclass in villainy. Because I have to ask you about your week. Yeah, just sit back. Okay, so what was so fantastic about this film, right? Nope, forget it. I'm going to do it in the um, thing that I enjoyed this week. Yes, otherwise I will lose my thing that I've enjoyed this week. Tell me about your week, Annie. Well, I... 
Do you say honey or Annie? Honey. Okay, that's better. Um, <laughs> tell me, Annie, uh, just for podcast world, for every listener out there who has fire in their heart. Now, I just want to make a note that um, my dad's in the next room on like a call. So if you hear like mumbling in the background, it's not you going crazy. That's next door. It's me going crazy. Um, my week's my my week's been good. Uh, you popped onto the Wilcox Writers Group and did a live Q and A, which was, was a lot of fun. Week? That was this week. That was on Tuesday. <laughs> I know. Feels like months ago, um, but mm-hmm. the, the guys in the group loved it, said thank you, like they've taken loads of really good stuff from there. So thank you for popping Aww. along and just being bombarded by very, very specific questions. <laughs> it was super fun. Your group is lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my my week's been mostly just survival. It's been um, like, I'm not complaining at all because I don't see my son as often as I'd like to anyway, because obviously a situation with myself and his mother. But um, like, it's been fantastic spending time with him, seeing him, spending mornings with him. And then in every nook and crevice that I can find during the week, I've been trying to get the words in to reach this deadline, which is it falls on Sunday. And I'm pretty sure, not pretty sure, I'm confident I'm going to finish the story today so I can have the the rest of the weekend free with him. Um, But yeah, it's just been, it's, it's been, I sometimes like it when the pressure does heat up because it makes you very very focused and Mm. all of the stuff that you've been faffing around with kind of falls away and you realize like the important parts of your business that you need to focus on um Mm. so i've as i've been going through and and working towards this deadline i've been spending a lot of time number one looking at more systems to organize my to-dos and all the things i'm doing number two the stuff i can cut down number three the things that i can like pick up and i think this is kind of like an ongoing thing until um like a few months down the line and working on something at the minute but yeah it's been good and then I've had some really cool um coaching calls this week very sort of fun um I'm, I'm very very pleased with a lot of how my clients are getting on and sort of where they're getting to um one of them finished a second draft of a book this week which is very awesome and we were both very very excited for that um and the other the other thing that happened is I went and got my eyes tested because I've, I've been getting really tired eyes lately. I've, I've had glasses for about two years, but I normally, well, I was told that I only really need to wear them occasionally when I'm doing screen work because I kind of had the choice. My eyesight's okay, but because I do so much screen work, they would help. And I went and got my eyes tested and I'm now getting a new pair of glasses, which for some, like, I didn't think I'd be that excited to get them, but they're really smart and I like them. And uh, I'm going to have to wear them more often when I'm on screen. So I've been wearing the current ones I've got more often on screens this week. And weirdly enough, um, a lot of the tiredness in my eyes has been going, which has helped me Funny do more that. Stuff. It's really bizarre. Like, I don't see the connection. I just don't. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like a, an overview of my week. I'm heading off to my parents' caravan later on today and going to spend the weekend there on the Norfolk coast, which would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the next thing that we do? I've got my list here, but I'm just not looking at it. <laughs> what's something that you've enjoyed this week? Cruella. I can guess. Is it so, Cruella? Yeah, it was. So okay, now, now I'm going to tell you about this villainy masterclass. Right. So normally the villain is the baddest bitch in the movie or the story. Right. And but here's a lesson. If you want to have a villain as your protagonist, all of a sudden you can't have that villain cannot be the baddest bitch in town because if your villain protagonist is the baddest character where's the conflict okay so um and of course you can have a hero who is like a force of good as um the conflicting 
person and that is yeah and that's that is the normal way of doing things but the reason I liked Cruella is because there was no hero in the in the movie like the, it was a, a hero-less movie and what they did was they had Cruella who is clearly evil as the protagonist and then had an even bigger villain who was mm. just pure evil okay and so she was played by Emma Thompson yes Emma yes. Thompson who is just exquisitely amazing as an actress and I've seen her in loads of stuff and I love every single thing that she does and she was so fucking badass I was just like in awe and like smacking and giggling at the tv screen and there is one hell of a twist in um the show which I'm not gonna give away because it's still very new um but it just made it so exquisitely beautiful as a film and like cyclical and like it was all there and but like they do deceive you very well and um yeah I thought it was excellent because um you don't often see a villain protagonist with an even worse villain as the like villain slash antagonist in the in the story usually you see villain as a protagonist pitted against hero so I thought it was fantastic for that and um the other thing that I liked about it is that they did what I teach um in like when I talk about villains so one of the things that I teach is that if you're going to have a villain um particularly a villain as a protagonist um you want to make them appealing if not likable, like you don't have to have likable characters, like the villain can be unlikable, but they still need to have some connection with the, with the reader. And so the way they did that is that they gave her a dog to care about. And so of course she's wonderful to this dog. Um, and she has like the, this sort of gang of people around her that, you know, she treats terribly. So then it makes her treating the dog better, you know, anyway. And it, like, it was just, a proper classic masterclass in villainy um, if you deconstruct it and look at it for like story structure and characterization and like all the shit that I geek out over yeah. and so I definitely want to go back or like watch it on tv with a notebook and like take notes and stuff and then like write it all up because like I've done some processing but also like it was so fun and was it the cinema was or Disney so... plus I went to the cinema to see it but it is on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus, but you have to play, you have to pay like the twenty quid or whatever it is to see it. Fair, nice. I am, um, yeah. My my mum and my sister went to go see it, and they were raving about it, saying it was fantastic. Because I'm always dubious of hiring or well, not hiring, like because yeah, because I'm the casting director. I'm always dubious of actress actresses or actors who are American who then get put into very very British roles. But that's Emma Stone as Cruella. Yeah. But Emma Thompson is British. Yeah, There's no, two Thompson's Emmas. British. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about you... Emma Stone. Oh, okay. Like, so when I saw the trailer, I was a bit like, okay, she seems to be doing well there. But because, uh, yeah, sometimes actors just really can't keep that consistency of... Um, yes. And, and she is a very British villain. So, yeah, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. My, my thing that I've um, enjoyed this week is uh, actually working with... Um, my new VA on my social media stuff because what's been really nice is that we've now got like a fixed point in the week that is set in stone in which we sit down and discuss 
and strategize upcoming things that I'm doing. And it's something that I've needed to have fixed in my calendar for ages. And I just haven't because, you know, I end up prioritizing words or like other things, but having someone else there that's kind of waiting on me to do stuff. It's just really useful. And we like, we had a really good conversation before we started working together where sort of we went through like what I'm trying to do, like my brand, all that kind of stuff. And um, she was just fantastic at understanding all that and taking that on board. And now we're having these conversations and things are starting to go out that feel really like me, which is fundamental and like key because like, I don't want to just be one of those guys that puts out like really generic corporate posts here and there. So it's all like content to do with me. But at the same time, it's very, very, like it's much more um, deliberate around the stuff that I'm trying to do and the people that I'm trying to reach. So yeah, it's only been not even a week so far of, of putting stuff out, but it's just been a really, really positive experience so far. And like I say, something that I should have been doing anyway, but having that person there makes that a bit more regular and a bit more accountable as a thing to do. Mm. Yeah. I love that you're like hashtag positivity number five. <laughs> Why? Oh, just because like, it makes me smile how happy like it you are because then like you give that happiness to everybody else it's just mm. and then also you use positivity so it was just lovely like I was sort of giggling smiling because mm. I was like oh I love how happy you are yeah no it's really really good and like I think things are going well with it like um I've got a competition running at the minute for people who haven't seen which is uh, I'm giving away five non-fiction books that are all aimed around to helping people to self-publish and I've got the anatomy of prose in there thank you very much Sasha um, David Godbrand's Amazon Decoded, Successful Author Mindset by Joanna Penn, 5,000 Words Per Hour by Chris Fox, and then my self-publishing blueprint. Um, and that competition uh, is ends on the 11th of June and is just at danielwilcox.com slash publish. Um, and then I've also had a few more entries for the 90 Day Book Camp, so that's doing well. And yeah, it's just it, a lot of what I'm doing is starting to feel more cohesive, which is nice as opposed to like a thousand different things out there. I'm starting to like bring it all together in a way that makes sense to me at least. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my, my thing. Um, let's do a level up. Give me a level up, Sasha. Okay. Um... <laughs> Prepared as always. <laughs> I'm not in the right slack. That's the problem. Uh, okay. Level ups. Ida uh, says, Ida says, my level up this month. My reader magnet was both developmentally edited and copy edited, finally. It's being proofread this weekend and I have a cover for it. I brought Atticus and hope to format it, if I can figure it out, and put it on a story origin rom-com promo that starts next Tuesday. Worst case scenario, I'm hoping it will be on, so by the end of next week. Story origin oh yes story origin not so i'm uh, hoping it will be on story origin by the end of next week sorry i was like wait i don't get it no story Stilinga, origin that's why it's capitalized <laughs> yes well, that's very, very clearly i am not yeah it is yeah and i'm also I interested i don't know if um if you heard much about atticus like i've obviously seen it very yeah. well but i've not seen any tangible examples of books that have been formatted through atticus so i'm not sure what it's like um, I think it's still quite buggy uh, at the minute because it's all in beta still. It's not actually live or out. Um, but they, I, you know, you only have to look at his previous software to know that once they, they that they will, That's A, get rid of all the bugs. Yeah. And B, that it will be good. Um, 
it's just not for me because I already have vellum so I don't need another mm. bit of software um you know it's otherwise it's another 120 bucks or whatever it is but I think for anybody who is on PC it's going to be an mm -hmm. absolute game changer hell yes yes yeah. um let's do comments from last week's question episode 61 which was when do you feel your best self Okay, so Holly Lyon said, thanks for the shout out, Dan. I love that our interview energized you. Uh, I've been thinking about the question of the week and it's really hard. I feel like I'm my best self when I'm excited about something and focused on it. I haven't felt that way for a while. I really want to consider this more in depth because as you said, Sasha, there are consequences for this question. There really, really, really are. Mostly um, <laughs> No, but it's... The consequences are, well, if that's when you're being your best self, why are you not being your best self more often? And mm -hmm. should you be? And do you, does that mean you have to change things? And those are the consequences that, um, yeah, I've been yeah. intellecting on. Okay, so Kate Swed said, I've spent a bit of time thinking about this one. I think I'm my best self when I can sink into another world for at least three hours at a time, really work that focus. For context, I have a five-year-old and a nine-month-old. <sighs> So that focus is not easily won. I don't necessarily mean my words come out any better when I, than when I snatch my precious 20 minutes, but that I'm my best writer self during those times because I'm so deeply uh, in the story that I, that I can't be hard on myself. Yeah, mm. like I understand that. Um, she says, I can only see the words and characters and I can really engage in the puzzle of writing. When I see the puzzle in a good way, I know I am there um she goes on to say a few more things as well um uh, meg jolly says great question dan resonated with your answer a lot <laughs> i feel like i may have been on a, on a limb there on my own with this with that one anyway <laughs> she says um i know when i'm being my best self because every part of life feels in flow easy energy energizing motivating more effortless exhilarating intoxicating which is fabulous but that is a rare feeling these days and one I need to do more soul work on to build the foundations to cultivate more often. It requires a lot of things to be in balance from nutrition, nutrition mm -hmm. to movement to mental health and a lot of those plates are still in shards upon the floor after the last year or so. These questions are hard. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. And then Edwin says, I'm a people pleaser and tend to be at my best when I have a concrete task to complete. A person I admire waiting on me to get it done and enough time to do it without feelings as if I must rush. Yeah, I, I can understand that feeling of like not wanting to rush. Um, I tend to make mistakes when I rush, but like mm -hmm. my default setting is to like smash through everything really quickly. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Uh, any new patrons? No new patrons this week, but if you would like to join us, and we do have an upcoming uh, NLA Patreon live. Is it the 14th? Okay, mm. yeah. For some reason, I had the 10th in my head, but the 10th is a Thursday, so I don't know why I had that in my brain. That's mm -hmm. just not right. <laughs> so if you want to join us on the 14th of June, which is a Monday, uh, we will do an NLA live Q&A session where you get to ask us lots of questions. We have general chit chat and uh, you can do that by visiting patreon.com forward slash next level authors. Mm. And just a very quick shout out reminder that it's about four weeks until our NLA challenge level up challenge finishes. So for those of you who have pledged to complete the thing, you've got um, just under four weeks to get that done. 
lest you be subject to the cinnamon challenge. I'm so excited. <laughs> what was your thing? What were you going to do? My get thing done? was, uh, I think, complete three major projects. Which I need to figure Have out. Done I've done that. I need to figure yeah. it out. <laughs> Mine was to get the audio book done, and I am doing that next week. Like, that's mm. what I'm going to focus on next week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm there, but I do need to just check for the qualifier. Um, but obviously, I don't want anyone to fail, but I also love the idea of having a montage of cinnamon <laughs> challenges. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, weekly task. Sasha will write a... No, is this the right one? Because I posted two on here by accident. Sasha will work on side character stuff. I thought it was marketing stuff. Either way, I have done that because um i finished my like uh, resources stuff uh, which took me so long i don't know why it took me so i do know why it took me so long because i had to go through the whole bloody manuscript and the fucking thing is a tome um but also <laughs> i like anticipated it taking like half a day and it took like a whole day so i didn't do any of the other things i needed to do um but yes so, uh, so i definitely time. I am so shit with my time. It is unbelievable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did, um, I mean, this is my to-do list right now and I have done loads of the things on there. So yeah, I did it. Oh, The pre-orders uh, live as well. Oh, that was the other thing. Yeah, it is. Shout I should that mention out. that really, shouldn't I? Yeah, okay. So um, if you are an ebook reader, it's live on everywhere except for Kobo at the moment and Google Play, but that will come next week. And um, if you're a paperback reader, you've got to wait another couple of weeks because um, you have to have the file to do that. So um, I'm not going to do that until I've had some advanced readers read it because there's always another error or two that needs fixing. You can never there. guarantee that. Yeah, it's there. It's there. It's getting there. It is there. Yeah. It's exciting. And I am getting pre-orders. I've done like no promotion and I'm already getting pre-orders. I don't know how that happens. Yeah, but, cover okay. a bill. Yeah, but that's it. And I didn't even put on there that the it, the pre-order was up. Oh, people are going to go see it once they see the cover. It's right. an amazing cover. Okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I like that. You're like, yeah, like, I mean, I guess like <laughs> if people want to pre-order it after just seeing the cover. <laughs> Like, show oh, yourself oh, sasha God. jesus i'm useless at selling myself also <laughs> i just feel sick at the prospect of releasing another book anyway just keep going <laughs> so i said i will pick between the two things update a web page and make progress towards my sunday goal so the two things i <laughs> you know i did i did the done i combined them and i made a thing that i'm happy with um and again i'll say no more because this is all upcoming stuff that i'm excited about but it's not ready yet uh but i did the thing i updated a web page i updated my non-fiction books web page on my website and brought that into uh, the same style as the rest of the pages and i have made significant progress towards my sunday goal i think i've probably only got about maybe 4k left to write and then this book will be done which will be nice um it's like yeah 50k i've written in two weeks thumbs up whoa yeah need to stop doing this though uh but yeah so i did the things and now we're in the question portion of next level authors podcast i because we've gone through it we've done a lot of like heavy thinking heavy mindset stuff over the last like 
few weeks, few months. Um, I think just because of like where we're at and the things that we're working on. So I thought I'd come up with something uh, a bit more fun, a bit more different to, and plus I'm just really curious about what your answer will be to this. Um, so my question to you is, who is your favorite character that you've written and why? Mm. Mm. Or you can also say a character you're going to write and why. Let's change that. So who's your favorite character you've created and why? This is really hard. Uh, so. Oh God. I'm only allowed one. Always. All right. I'm going to give you four. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. So my favorite one that's published is Cato. And the reason for that is because he is like a sass diva queen <laughs> who's straight. And I love that he's super camp and like cuttingly funny and banterous and like a proper like diva, but also straight. Because I definitely write him as if he's gay, but he's not. And it's just fantastic. And I just love that like conflict also i love that he is really intelligent and like so i just get to have fun with him so that's one um <clears throat> i really like the narrator of the scent of death because it's a twist and uh so i can't tell you who the narrator is <clears throat> But then I, and also the interesting thing is I still haven't quite got the voice of the narrator, but it like, I can, it's like I'm in fog and I'm reaching for something and I've got like tendrils that I'm pulling and mm -hmm. like, I know I'm pulling it closer and I know it's going to be fucking amazing when I get it, but I haven't quite got it. So I really like that just because A, twist, B, I'm having, B, it's a challenge and therefore I like it. <clears throat> And so, yeah, that's that one. And then the last two, and I think these are going to be my favourite for the long term, <clears throat> but it's Earl and Scarlet, who are the two characters in Murdering Magicians. And Earl is just like this giant, he's really tall, really lanky, he's not very attractive, and like everything is a problem he's grumpy he's moody but like in a really comical way and <clears throat> so he like hates people um he yeah like he's like very clever and um but like everything goes wrong for him and he he's terribly like terrible with women and really doesn't <laughs> want to fall in love with Scarlett but he does fall in love with Scarlett and hates himself for it and oh he's just so fun and Scarlett <clears throat> is like queen of badassery she's an assassin she's fucking ruthlessly savage and like just has zero fucks to give about anything um and she's and so she's just wonderfully empowered and like, I just love that she is the, she is everything that I wish I could be in terms of like, gives no fucks, is fully, like loves herself, 
in a in an amazing way because she's empowered and doesn't give a fuck what anybody else thinks and is confident um and yeah and and is like at the peak of her like she's you know super successful so she's like at the peak of her um career if you like as well um and she's a fucking deviant little bitch as well and like and so I just I love her and I love him and I love that they hate each other and that they love each other and it's just this terrible mix of brilliance uh between them and two people who desperately want to hate each other um <clears throat> and get forced repeatedly to work together and it's just brilliant fun so yeah how about you nice my so I I've got a few answers as well um because I've got my Caitlin Chronicle series. Caitlin, I really enjoy for a number of reasons. Because um, for people unfamiliar, that's a series I wrote with Michael Andalay. So it was it was uh, writing a different universe, writing a slightly different style. And where I typically write much much darker stuff, this series was there was a lot more fun injected into it. So it's a bit more lighthearted. And and Caitlin is you know the protagonist of that story. Um, she's someone who is is bad as she grows up in this tiny little fortress in the middle of um the woods in a post-apocalyptic landscape a forest surrounded by zombies like they've never been beyond the woods and uh she she grows into a badass after <laughs> after meeting a vampire and a werewolf and um like she she's one of my favorites because I've, I've i've written the most with her um she's also made me the most money that's always nice <laughs> um and yeah she was just it it was very fun to watch her I say watch her to make her grow from you know where she started out to seeing where she ends at the end of that arc um so that's one number two is colin bolton from the rot series that i wrote with, with luke and i think that will always have a fondness in my heart because that was one of the first real fleshed out characters that we wrote and we we put into a novel and he's just a grumpy bastard he uh he loses his family um sort of prior to the start of the book eight years prior to the start of the book and then when we find him at the beginning of the book, he lives with this elderly couple on a farm just out in the middle of nowhere because the world's fallen into devastation. And he's just so reluctant to love, but you can tell that like he grows fond of these people, but he just keeps this really grumpy exterior. And he has an arc where he kind of comes around and has to learn to open himself up to people again and to trust. And that journey of chipping off the rough exterior and trying to like present this, this, taking the shell of the man that is and making him become what he was um and he's just funny he's just like i say he's a grumpy bastard but he has some really like funny quips he's very london uh he really likes a newcastle brown brown ale um and yeah he, he was just a lot of fun to to write and work with and we do have one more book that we're working on with him which uh, i'm excited to do and then the last one is one that is such a small character out of the sort of number of different characters i created and uh, I don't even, I don't even think he has a name. I can't remember his name. I don't think I gave him a name. Um, but it was a short story that I wrote about three or four years ago called When the World Fled East. And it's a thousand words. The, the main character is a very, very simple man. Like he just, he just likes books and that's it. He lives like in the, the landlocked areas of the US. He's never seen the ocean. And uh, he, he's always wanted just to see the ocean. And so the story in that sort of a thousand words tells of him arriving at the ocean years and years later, um, doing a little bit of flashback to where he's like learning about the ocean through a kid's picture book. But 
obviously because it's it's the stories that i write basically the entire world was hit with the entire us was hit with a virus that forced them to all to go east and they all just walk east until they go into the ocean and then they eventually drown and he's the only survivor but it's just how at peace he is in a world where everything has gone to crap i think i've read that yeah that one's it i think that's the, is the it title. twisted the, yeah i think it's the first book in the first story in there but he's just so yeah. wonderfully at peace and it was just really nice writing that because when you can get a dark story but you don't necessarily make it like overtly dark so the entire story feels like a story of hope until the end where it kind of like reveals the truth behind it all and it was it was I'd say probably the best short story that I've I feel like I've written because it just it poured out it just happened and I'm, I've not touched it like in terms of editing it's just as it was um, and I'm just really pleased with it but but that character just kind of came very very easily and one thing that I do like is when because it's you, you do get characters that you connect with them a lot because authors describe their backstory they give you all their details all the nuances and you really feel like you connect with the character on like a deep level whereas with this guy there's barely any description of him apart from like his memories and I really enjoyed that as a way to say who he was through like a slightly different technique so oh I have so many things to say uh, I was watching I was watching a interview with Christopher Nolan yesterday and he is also equally interested by the anonymous protagonist. Mm. And do you know how I told you to watch Tenet? Yes. Go watch Tenet because you don't really find out anything about the protagonist other than what you're given on screen. Like there's no like history or anything. So he was saying that he wanted to play with like the anonymous protagonist uh, in that. Anyway, um, I love it. I also forgot a very key character who I adore. Um, and she's called um, Hermia, and uh, she is a very drunk, very angry, very aggressive elf, um, and she swears constantly, and it's I just love her because of that. She's so fun to write. She just gets to punch things and swear and drink all the time, and she's funny. Um, but what was interesting when we were talking is that you picked protagonists apart from that last one, mm -hmm. and I picked side characters. <laughs> apart from the last two which is interesting right so yeah. all my favorite ones what does that say about me I don't know what that says about me but I do love my side characters um and yeah and there's very few protagonists that I because I didn't didn't say Eden I didn't mention Mal I didn't mention yeah I mean I suppose Earl and Scarlet are the protagonists but yeah I don't know it's interesting that I end up having more affinity for the side characters I think it's because you can have more fun with them like there's less restrictions you need your hero to do certain things You've got me on one now because I'm, I'm now. I've just remembered another character, but I cannot. I'm, I'm terrible for names, as you know. I do know. <laughs> I'm trying to like find what his name was, um, but there was a guy that used to just basically live in trash in the uh, Caitlin series, and he kind of has um, his wife turned into a zombie, and he tried to keep her alive so he could turn her back, and it doesn't go very well. And then he ends up going on a journey with them, but he's very like he's lost all his social skills just for the fact that he's been out by himself, surrounded by piles of trash that he's turned into his home. Um, oh, I can't find him. And it was Garth is the, the protagonist from When the World Fled East. Oh, it's going to kill me if I can't find his name now. Joe? Joe! It was Joe! Joe. See, I go. always have unusual names because they're not easy to remember. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But yeah, 
Yeah, I like that. Nice, easy question. Mm. So I am that interested. Was an easy question. Yeah, I am. Um, thought I'd die down the heat a little bit. Um, but I'm very, very interested to know from our listeners who their favourite character is that they've created. Or if you've not yet created a character, who your favourite character is. That'd be interesting. Well, how are you How are you levelling up your business for next week, Sasha? Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> One, day. One day. <laughs> One day we'll do a whole episode having fully prepared. Um, <clears throat> okay, so... I am going to oh, make my life hard this week, I think. Yay! It's been a dog up am... until this point. Shut the fuck <laughs> up! You can get fucked, sir. Um, right, I am going to... Well, is next week the 9th, 10th? Oh, it's my competition intensive next week. I'm going to do my competition intensive next week. Uh, so that's number one. Um, I am going to get in. I'm going to oh, give blood as well, apparently. Oh, what am I going to do next week? I am going to... All right, I'm going to do my competition intensive. I'm going to pitch. I'm going to force myself to pitch at least one podcast to go on uh, for the launch. I'm going to. I really want to say I'm going to get in the audio booth, but it scares me because then it like rains and I can't control the weather and then I can't get in the booth and stuff like that. Um, right this week. No, that's also due for rain. That's why I'm resisting saying it um i'm going to uh, okay uh i'm going to pitch at least one thing i'm going to do my competition intensive i'm going to um do my emails my monthly mailing list emails i'm going to say those three things and hopefully I will also, and you can put hopefully, but this is not, I'm not being accountable Weather for permitting. this. Weather permitting. No, because then I have to be accountable for it, you sly bastard. What? <laughs> I'm going to put hopefully, which I shan't be accountable for, I will get in the audio booth. I have to be accountable by the end of June. I just can't take your judgy gaze on me because then it just makes me want to rebel this is the thing you can't put too much pressure on me because then i will just be like no fuck you i'm not doing it i mean you realize these are your to-dos right i'm not picking i know i know but you mess with my head it's the psychology i have to choose <laughs> i have to choose to do it otherwise i'm like no yeah. uh, do you know it's funny no i've had a realization about myself um and about like accountability and stuff and uh like i was supposed to be doing this challenge this week this this month even a reading challenge to read loads of sequels and the minute i was uh, it was like oh now you have to read only sequels this month i was like no i don't want to do it anymore yeah and i'm like what is wrong with me the minute i have to do something for somebody else i'm like no fuck off um and you know, that's for you i i i get that exactly the same when it comes to like reading things no, like, no but it's like everything it's even like like that's why i have to be really careful with what i put for accountability because if like i actually want to get it done but then i'm like if i don't do it there's a consequence like mm -hmm. because of the challenge i'm like well no like, totally so I have to... but i've i've generally got the same I'm, I'm meant to be reading this for and i'm reading this for um a horror book club that i'm running um by the end of june 
And it's a book that I've wanted to read for ages. And I really like Keelan Patrick Burke and I really want to read this book. But the fact that I now have to is making me enjoy it less. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, minds, man. It's oh, really bad, isn't it? I don't mm -hmm. understand. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. the psychology of that. It is brutal. Something to maybe unravel on a later question. Um, for this week, I am going to finish the book. And then I'm going to do um, a buttload of editing. So I've got to do the edits for my side of the stories for the Omens Call anthology. And I've also got to catch up on some edits for some clients as well. So next week's just basically going to be an editing week. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, just uh, this isn't for the accountability, but I've got my first micro coaching with the Better Faster Academy on Tuesday. Tuesday. Ah, so that'll be very interesting to see. Have you got your question? No. No, I need to, you have to find and think of a question. Yeah, you have to think of a question. Otherwise, you end up wasting like the. <laughs> Here's the a question. Uh, how do I do? <laughs> how do you do? How do I? How do I life? do? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I really want to do. But I don't know how to do. I just want more. I just always want more. Hungry That's your achiever. Mm -hmm. That's your achiever. Mm -hmm. Is it number two? Like me is number two, isn't it? No individualization yes. achiever then yeah input learner positivity no learner then input then positivity i still find it bizarre that your input you don't act like you're number four input i act more input than you i think no that's a whole other conversation um yeah we'll, we'll we'll leave it there for now but thank you to everyone for listening uh feel free to answer the question over on facebook and on patreon and on youtube uh, next live is on the 14th of june and we will see you next week. Bye -bye. bye. I was wondering if you were going with that then. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, bye -bye. <laughs> bye. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. All of this bullshit that you show people, like, you're so sweet, Sasha. I, I, don't, I don't get Shut it. Shut the <laughs> bitch. I will shank you in your sleep. <laughs> uh, it's because you've been um, recorded. If this was off camera, you'd be giving me cuddles right now. <laughs> <laughs>